Welcome to my podcast, The Awaken Life Project. My name is Monica Matea and I'm transformational health and life coach, helping professional and ambitious people to step into their life with amazing health, clarity and purpose. The Awaken Life Project has been born out of the dream to create legacy and inspire hundreds of people to fulfill their potential using not only scientific mindset tools that work, but intuition too. My dream is for you to connect with your body, mind and spirit on the level you have not yet explored. So are you ready? Hello and welcome into my next episode of my podcast and uh, it's recorded a day later I must say I spent a wonderful time in the UK uh, coast and we had such a beautiful weather I think really really beautiful weather like you would have in Spain in Mallorca so I'm fully recharged and we went camping so if you are a subscriber to my newsletter I'm talking about the camping and how we went in my recent newsletter which I sent out also today. But today I want to talk about the power of meditation and creative mind and what that truly means. One of the problems in today's world is that you know we don't really have the time to quiet our busy minds with a lot of thought and I'm a very much so uh, a lover of meditation and meditating tools but I'm I have a very practical approach to meditation it's not about sitting still for 10 minutes or even thinking that oh I can't sit still and therefore the meditation is not working I always say that whatever you practice uh, you basically are getting better at it so if you practice something every day you will be able to um, basically get better at it And I think the most important part of meditation is that you need to ensure that you um, you just don't want anything perfect for you, right? For because at the very beginning, meditation is not perfect, and and I will tell you later on what I'm trying, what I'm doing every time I meditate in order to improve the quality of my meditation. So meditation, I think, has been absolutely. Uh, I think one of those tools uh, in stress management and uh, in helping with anxiety and busy mind and busy lives and all of that and letting go of some negative thoughts um, it's one of those tools that have been really really widely researched and most of the research basically take and compare the brains of the people who meditate frequently and properly and that usually will be Buddhist monks right to let's say ordinary people who may not necessarily do a lot of meditation or none of it and see how the brain has changed over the time and you can absolutely notice on the scans that new neural pathways new neural pathways have been created that these people are generally calmer and and happier overall because they are not overwhelmed by the uh, the amount and of thoughts they have every day, right? The problem with with our thinking mind is that we are creating a lot of stories. Our brain creates a lot of stories in our mind, and we cannot really differentiate what is true, what is fact, and what is the story, and what we could let go. 
So it really is about that quieting your thinking mind and finding even a few minutes where you have no thoughts. Now, it's not going to be perfect when you start. It's going to be take you some time to practice. And the way I do it is basically counting my in and out breaths. And if I can count two, three or four in and out breaths, and every time I meditate, I try to extend it. This is the time I focus solely on my brain, uh, on my um, on my breath, and therefore I don't have any any thoughts. Not nothing comes up like, oh, I have to drink tea, or I have something urgent to do, or I have to take my daughter somewhere. None of this comes up because obviously those thoughts come up uh, automatically. But when I focus on my breath, and I can probably do it now for. 10 in and out breaths but honestly this is hard because you really truly focus and the longer you do it the better you're gonna get at it so why I've also called it the creative mind because creativity is not about you know only singing painting drawing and and doing some kind of manual activity it's a really finding the solutions to the problems we have in our everyday life, really focusing on what we truly desire. So for me, creative mind and creativity is essential part of my everyday living. I cannot live without it. And because if I, if I'm in my brain all the time and I just give in into num- a lot of a lot of thoughts and I don't have any solution for any any of it I feel overwhelmed and I feel anxious and I feel like I need to do something but I don't know what right so there are three points to meditation first of all it improves the power of attention and therefore it, you become patient and less frustrated that happens over time and uh, and in this very busy and challenging world, I think it's a luxury to be patient and not frustrated, especially with the the news which are all around us, with everything in our life, right? So I think you can do it. And actually you do it this by quieting your thinking mind. So in and out breaths, you focus on those. You can do it through the guided meditation I use. I have been using Calm for many years now. And, and make it a ritual, right? Mindfulness. So mindfulness is something which is not meditation. Meditation is really focusing on your breath and it's finding those few minutes of stillness in your day. But mindfulness is actually increasing your deep awareness of your emotions and thoughts also, right? So we don't give in into automatic thinking, way of thinking about something, but we're giving it uh, a proper attention and we increase our awareness. Like, why do I think about like my business not going to work? Why do I think that I, um, you know, I cannot lose weight, for example, right? So, and, and I'm getting into that pattern over and over again. And I just want to make sure that I increase awareness and therefore improve with obviously either help or steps. And I improve it through um, having the awareness, first of all, through it, but then putting obviously things in place in my everyday life. So it increases mindfulness because when you have a better patience and less frustration and you don't have 
constantly overthinking mind, the mindfulness also increases uh, because your awareness increases. You are patient and you patient or more patient. Uh, you are able to basically before you say something or before you make a decision, you are able to take a deep breath. And I think a lot of our problems are res uh, quite often a result of the decision we making too quickly or instantly and this is for example around food because that could be due to our emotions and some automatic behaviors we're not aware of or also money problems because we spend too much and that's kind of instant buying because we want to address some other issues in our life but also communicating with others we may say things to other people which we might regret and honestly meditation helps with that for sure and the third thing I would say, it helps to either let go or find a solution to a problem. So a challenge as well, because um, I don't know, after meditation, I always have a lot of ideas. And I after meditation, I'm prompted to write something in the journal. Um, and usually I have a thought or quote and I basically journal around it like how I apply it in my life I can also pray I do pray so that is another part but I make it work for me and because I'm able to quieten all my thoughts around like oh you're not going to be successful in it you're not going to be good at it or um, then I can really give it a proper evaluation and really truly uh, feel motivated that it's going to be okay, right? I know enough. And if I don't, that's okay. I'm also not afraid of failing if I have to. And many, many times I found solutions to the problems through the meditation. And quite often I do it like I meditate because I, I'm able to be in that stillness. But also I go for a walk in the nature. Nature probably is that my another kind of a creative power, so to speak, right? So I definitely do that. So one of the things and I really want to highlight in this shorter podcast than usual is that meditation shapes you. It gives you freedom. And also you feel free to fail because you can imagine that through the stillness, through the patience and through letting go of overthinking and anxiety and, and a frustration about certain things, you are okay to fail because you know that you're going to cope, right? Because you say, well, yeah, I know I could that, have done that better, but I'm that wasn't my day, I wasn't able to do that, or I said something to someone, I regret that, I will apologize, and I'll, I'll try to be a better person next time. Or I'm very proud of myself that I have been assertive in a certain, you know, things at work. Like I said, no, I'm not going to do that because I already have a lot of work, yeah? Or I, I, I've asked for pay rise and increase because I know that I'm worth it. I'm bringing the value. I know my worth, right? So um, that is something that it's. I think it, it really is powerful. It gives you the confidence. It develops a really powerful relationship with yourself because it gives you the freedom that it's okay to fail and okay, it's okay to be successful as well and show it and, and really motivate others and motivate myself in the first place. 
So, um, and I think one of the the other the things, so, so all of this really helps in everyday life. Um, and one of the things it also helps with relationship with others, right? So if you have more patience, you start to develop better communication. You also, through the creativity and stillness, you are able to find the, the right questions to ask the person just to communicate and understand where they're coming from. Uh, I think we are very judgmental um, in nature, like humans are basically, we compare, we constantly judge, even if this is in our mind. And we don't want that. This is not a good energy because it's not for us to say, um, you know, and compare some people. So we went to, as I said, we went camping, then we went to the beach and there were plenty, a lot of people in bikinis and, and costumes. And and I totally understand that healthy body can live, bodies can look differently. But I had so many thoughts in my mind thinking that we honestly are an overweight nation. And, and, and to be honest, I'm struggling with weight as well, but I'm very, very aware what I need to do. And there are so many people who actually need help. But I didn't want to judge anyone by the way they look because I don't know their story. But some of those thoughts are very automatic. So don't be afraid and ashamed um, that they come to your mind. That why, why those, for example, people don't do something about it. Don't they know that they are, uh, you know, really uh, will be suffering from some diseases? And I pro they probably do. But some of those thoughts coming in and it can be, um, the problem is those thoughts, if you don't let them go uh, in a sense that, well, um, you know, you just don't want to be that in that judgmental negative uh, um, kind of position because you don't know them, right? You don't know their story. Maybe they're trying, right? You're not in their shoes. You don't know how how who they are and all of that and you don't want to have those thoughts um, and I've seen the post that somebody says well compare this person and that person and you think like oh this person because it's skinny she's healthy and this uh, this person because she's a bit overweight looks differently it's automatically unhealthy um, and I don't think that is the case because a skinny person can also be not well um, but we are getting into that bias we're getting into that judgment and we have a lot of thoughts around it and therefore we building instead of building the bridges to with within the relationships um, and with the people we communicate directly we basically destroy the bridges because that judgmental uh, opinions and thoughts we have in our brain create certain um, opinions in us and we can express them and we can behave in a certain way it's just basically not healthy rather than focusing on the solution and uh, really um, yeah starting with yourself I would say so um, and it's important because uh, I'm talking about the relationship because all of us have some kind of relationship in their life in, in your life and either relationship with children, which quite often is a challenging one or might be a challenging one. It could be a relationship with your wife, with your husband, um, all of that. Uh, but the one thing I would say that because you are also kind of train yourself to be happy and grateful for where you are, you, you become 
independent in your emotions and feelings. So your emotions do not depend on any other people and on what is going on. So you are say, I love the people around me. I love my husband, my children, but I don't need them. And there is a big difference between that. And I'm coming to that because it sort of goes into codependency. Um, codependency is very unhealthy emotional state predominantly. So this is excessive emotional and psychological reliance on your partner for anything in your life. But that codependency can be also with the parents. So if the parents and children are there and, and I'm going into very kind of psychological terms terms but the way um, it develops quite often obviously is a a certain type of personality but it's also because of that um, of the thoughts in our brain about what actually makes me happy right and that my happiness and my life totally depends on other people on on my children all of that and I need them rather than I love them as they as they are and this is very important because you can for example imagine yourself in a situation that I need my children to perform well at school or to perform somewhere and then I will be happy I will be happy that they perform well that they do the best they can and they're always the best and that makes me happy you don't need that you love them anyhow right whether they are good or not good, whether they fail or successful. And that gives them a freedom. They don't, don't have to satisfy your needs to be happy because they know that it doesn't really matter. You love them anyway. And that refers and that actually refers to any anyone in your relationship. This is the same with my husband. I love him no matter what. Do I need them need him to for my emotional state? No, I don't, right? And it's difficult because I want him to be constantly happy and grateful and not be grumpy and all of that. Uh, because that sort of spoils my mood. But I've learned through meditation, believe it or not, that um, this is not what the relationship is about. I give him a freedom to feel his own emotions and I'm not dependent uh, emotionally on him being one way or the other, right? We are on this journey together and obviously there are difficult and challenging situations and I'm not saying that it's going to work everywhere because the other part a very important part is communication so once I work on myself and I work on uh, who I am and understand my emotion and understand my triggers that for example if my husband does this uh, especially around (laughs) financial and money and all of that I think this is always a, a bit of a uh, a, d- a difficult topic uh, within, I guess, any household, to be honest, we all have different approaches to money, um, then I understand my trigger and I communicate those triggers to my husband. And sometimes we agree and sometimes I disagree. We disagree, but I let it go and I come back to it when we sort of cool down from our emotions. Because for us, a lot, some of those topics are really emotionally and there is no point in discussing something when we are all heated emotionally. And 
and meditation helped me with the frustration and also with patience as I said I guess I like I can wait for a better moment to address it I don't have to make a decision now I don't have to sort this right now in the right moment because we are both either tired or whatever right that also when I met when I think about a challenging subject I don't mention it when we are all tired and we so like I find a good moment to mention this and I sit down and have a discussion rather than just blah, say something uh, out of the context completely uh, at the times when we both are tired and just don't want to really talk about any any anything in particular and now I just do this or say this bombshell right it's like it just doesn't work so I've learned the patience because it could be urgent for me but I've learned the patience and so like I don't need to address it right now it can wait and I will wait for a good moment to talk about it when we are all kind of um, clear in our heads right and and it's all about the communication so you know meditation and, and working on naming your emotions working on your patience and overthinking mind is the first step and the next one is communication really because that I think one feeds the other right so if we are more patient if we understand our emotions if we understand our triggers we are better communicator basically and I definitely learned that from my life it's not always perfect you know it's just perfect doesn't exist but I think if you can have a small improvement every day on any particular topic you feel like um, is important for you then I think it's a success right okay so I'll finish at that um, and I and I just encourage you to meditate on my youtube channel uh, my cornerstone video is a meditation and this is meditation on the future you and I like this kind of meditation because it puts me in the state of um, imagining myself especially for imam in a kind of the difficult challenging times in my life I um, I do that so I listen to the video and uh, listen or listen to that meditation and I get myself into the feeling of my future self right and then I work backwards uh, to to understand how I want to be in the future um, and it's something nice of course we have to live in the present moment so that meditation is a different type it's, it's a kind of the timeline uh, meditation so we're going into the future but overall meditation is about living in the present it's more kind of meditation visualization waking up your creative mind because um, one of the most important things is our visuals in your meditation what do you see and you can interpret it I took part in a really nice workshop on Jungian um, so Carl Jung yeah so he was um, you know he is known for his symbols um, and all of us have certain symbols in our meditations most of us anyway um, and he uh, through the symbols can basically identify uh, what's going on in our life right I don't necessarily pay a lot of attentions to like oh yes this is this is my symbol but at least it gives me an idea of my state of mind so this is again 
uh, adding to my better awareness of myself. Um, and it's very interesting, I must say. And we took part in that very kind of visual meditation. And all of us came up with some symbols. What did we see? And we got the interpretation for pe from people actually having the workshop. Um, that was really interesting exercise just to understand uh, where ye, where we are in our life uh, and give give us a little bit of better awareness. It's still interpretation of something, you know, and I'm not about guessing the future, but sometimes um, I like those symbols, those visuals, because they increase my awareness um, on certain topics and how I feel around them. So that is really good and in a particular state in my mm, life. Okay. That's that's it. That's definitely it. Um, thank you very much for listening and have a lovely, lovely week.